everybody. Happy Halloween and welcome back to F15. This has been Nopper here. With Colin Bass. Oh my gosh, he's gonna be back. What's going on, Ben? You know, what's going on? Well, I, I don't want to start out with that because we have something much more important to address and that <laughs> is the, the man sitting between us. So Colin, give, give us an introduction for our special guest Oh today. my gosh. Well, this man is an incredible individual, somebody who can just lift anyone up out of any rut in the world and shares a smile every single day and is the best big out there. Welcome to the show, Hunter Walker. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Hunter Walker. If you are loyal listeners, you might have heard about me from season one um, as the guy with the rolled cuffed jeans from Carly Dills. Oh episode. no! That was a flashback. <laughs> or quite possibly, binge is big if you listen to Katie Grove's episode, but yes, I'm good. Uh, I'm glad to be here and can't wait to get things rolling. Well, I love that you start with that, Hunter. Obviously showing some knowledge of the show. You've <laughs> got some fan behavior out hey, here. I've listened to every episode, okay? And it's only fitting that, um, that you would be on today. And so we were talking before you got on today about how it's almost November and where has this year gone? And the first place that my mind went to, and I'm assuming yours as well, was, yes. was No Shave November. So yes. what's the plan with that? You know, I don't really know, and that's something I have to figure out, obviously, so soon, because November is literally, like, here already. Last year, I participated in No Shave November for the first time, and I kept my beard, like, all the way through winter break, and I ended up in the Grand Canyon with my roommates with this full beard and this long hair, and I looked like a homeless person, total granola energy, people from all over the world were... like hiking the Grand Canyon and they would stop to ask me of all my roommates they'd always ask me for questions on the the, the trail and the hike <laughs> and I, I got to the point where I was like why are they always asking me like what and then I was talking to my roommates and they said well it's because you look like you live in the woods oh so I kind of this love-hate relationship with No Shape November it, it's fun to participate in but I don't look as put together so I'm not sure what to do about that well, even if you didn't look put together, you are a put together guy. And so can you share a little bit more about yourself, Hunter, what your involvement, which has included a lot at your time at Baylor. You're one of the busiest people that we know, but one of the most present people we know. So tell us about what makes you busy and how you stay present. Oh, that's a great question. Okay, so uh, I am involved in the fraternity, a local fraternity at Baylor, and I am a student government member in the Senate for the second year in a row, and I'm also the chaplain of the student government, as well as um, involved in my church, Harris Creek, and I lead a life group there. So those are my three big rocks that I spend my time with outside of school, which takes a lot of my time as well. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's, a, that's a full slate. So you know, <laughs> how, how, how are you staying present within all that? How do I stay present? Well, one of the things that I was actually thinking about this past week because life was starting to get to me is I have been thinking about the idea of life as a juggling act. And so it's not necessarily a balancing act like most people say, but it's a juggling act mm-hmm. where the key to life is that you will drop certain balls at times. But Figuring out which ones are glass and will shatter versus which ones are plastic and can bounce back um, is this the secret. And so I spend my time trying to figure out what is glass and what needs to be prioritized as I juggle things. Hunter, how, what, what is, that is just incredible. It's something I've heard from you before and I, <laughs> I just think about it all the time and it is awesome. Holy crap. Um, but what is it that makes you decide what is glass and what is, what is plastic that's going to bounce back? Yeah, um, I think each week, honestly... Some of those things might change depending on, okay, if I have a test this week, school might be a little bit more glass than plastic. But I think overall, like my overarching thing, like God first. And so like, yes, there are things that are always urgent. School is always urgent. I feel like I always have a test tomorrow or a quiz tomorrow or something, but urgent things are different than important things. And Jesus is the most important. And so if I spend my time 
like on urgent things, I might miss out on the important things. And so I think that's ultimately how I decipher if it's glass or plastic. I love that. And Colin and I, we were just looking at each other while I guess he'd heard this, but this is my first time to hear that one. And I feel like that, that's a good uh, Easter egg to put into the episode title today, Hunter. So appreciate your insight into that. And uh, another thing that you highlighted there, Hunter, was your involvement in student government. And someone who has been new to it this year, it's crazy to see the kind of impact that you have within that organization and the way that freshmen join the join the student government program and they're like, oh my gosh, it's Hunter Walker. Like, <laughs> that is your community. But I think the really neat thing that you do through that is before every meeting, and granted I'm not at every meeting, but that's a whole <laughs> separate story that could be addressed another day. But before we get to work, we have the invocation from you as the chaplain. So I think that raises uh, this more general point that we talk about a lot on here is incorporating your faith mm. into your work. So whether that's mm. student government or whether that's juggling those different balls, how do, you, how do you find the balance there of incorporating your faith into the many things that you are involved in in the world? Yeah, um, I think first and foremost, I have this notion that each person can truly like make an impact in the world. And that comes from the fact that we all have our own platform. Uh, but what are we using our platform for, right? Like you have this awesome platform with this podcast, but whether it's just your social media page and your 20 people who follow it, or if it's your podcast and all of the people who are listening to the podcast, like you have people looking to you and you might not realize how many people it is. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, like it would be a shame if you didn't point it back to the ultimate important things. Um, and so student government is one of those instances. I have this platform that people recognize me outside of student or student government and they say, oh, like he's in student government. But then within student government, they see me and they say, oh, he's the chaplain. And so mm -hmm. it would be a, a shame if I didn't use that to point people back to the ultimate important thing, Man. which is Jesus. That's, that's so good. That's a big part. Hunter's a big part of why I'm still involved in student government because he kind of pulled me aside last year and I was just in a place where I don't know what to do. Should I keep running? Should I not? And he just was like, dude, you have a platform. Why don't you just use it for something so much bigger than yourself? And I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do this for. And so I ran a campaign based on like the gospel with Bible verses behind all my pillars. And Hunter's just a big inspiration behind a huge part of my life. And just he just exactly knows when to pull you aside and just tell you like, hey, you've got this. You have a platform. You, you're going in the right direction, but just recenter it. And I think, just, I don't want to cut you off, no, but yeah, you're good. That, that ultimately opens your eyes to the, the greater why of running for something and sticking your neck out there. I think as a freshman specifically, one of the messages that I could tell people is like, put yourself out there. And I think that that was one of the hearts of season one is put yourself out there and get connected. And it can feel discouraging if you get shut down or if you run for student government and you, you know, don't get elected to that oh, position. Boy. But the reality is, like, if you make your campaign biblical or you make your campaign about something greater, then there is no losing because you've mm -hmm. used your platform to spread a message that people will hear even if they don't respond yeah. through voting you in. Like, they still hear your message. People mm -hmm. see it, whether it's 10 people, 20 people, or 100 people. Whether it's just that, it's all that matters is that one person. And I think that's something that is super incredible that you just love to throw out there. So yes. I love that. And speaking of that one person, I was that one person a year ago. You mentioned... Uh, doing a campaign. And so for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, I think we probably talked a couple of times about Colin runs for freshman president, freshman year, he wins it, I run for the VP and I lose. And so that was something that like really rocked me uh, beginning of freshman year. And it's like you said, Hunter, you put yourself out there and uh, especially freshmen, and that's what you tell them to put yourself out there and start looking to build that community, draw people in. And so that's something that I was trying to do and something that at the time I looked at as a failure, right? Because I, I didn't get it. And the truth is Hunter was the person who texted me that night. I was just walking around campus 
feeling down on myself, and he was the one who reached out and said he had the exact same situation his freshman year, and he still found his involvement through the Senate, and uh, more importantly, he found his identity in something bigger. So I want to put that out there. That was my first mm. interaction with Hunter and how we became friends because he knew and he empathized that I was going through something. I think that that's something that a lot of people could relate to besides myself. And another you know, big gift of yours is your ability to uh, observe situations, to analyze people, and to help people who are struggling. Absolutely. I think that's... I just have this... Uh, I don't know, I feel things very deeply, and so I know what it's like. I came to Baylor with this perspective that I was finding community, and I wanted to be known and to know people, and so I did what you did, and I put myself out there. I said, I'm gonna run for freshman class vice president. Campaigning will give me opportunity to meet people. It's a form of leadership, and similarly to you, the Lord had other options for me, mm -hmm. and that, you know, that was really hard because I was left with dejection, and I didn't have anyone to process it with. And so I, I just work really hard to perceive over the people around me and figure out how they're feeling and what mm -hmm. I can do with the resources I have to meet them where they are. And since I could very clearly empathize with you in that moment, like I wanted to reach mm -hmm. out. And it's funny because I remembered that this past election season. And so I reached out to another VP who lost for freshman vice president. And I'm hoping to keep that cycle going and empower more people to continue doing that as well. Mm -hmm. And you, you pay it forward, right? And like yes. similarly to my involvement in pro sales, I have a buddy, Josh, and he always sits down and listens to me and hears me out on things. He's like a mentor of mine. And so now that now when other people come up to me and they, they talk to me about their, their situations or the problems that they're facing, I know, you know, that's something that so many people have done for me and it's the least I can do to pay it forward. So I love that you touch on that. Yeah, Hunter. And I, I think that's so that's super cool. But how do you... How do you still make that a priority amongst all your other commitments and on top of school to just reach out and be present with people? Because I feel like it's one of the hardest things in college is you have your school commitments, then you have your out of school commitments, and then even greater than that, you have your family and your friends. And how do you prioritize that over all of those things? So I'm going to be honest and say at first, I don't know that I do the best job at that because one of the things I've been wrestling with recently is stillness and being present to the moment because the world does feel like it spins at a thousand miles an hour sometimes <laughs> um but also just this missional call to as a believer to go out and make disciples discipleship is something that comes with intentionality and it comes with time well spent and so you can't just do that with a quick high and by and so everyone is so quick to say oh hey how are you doing when they see someone walking down the sidewalk but do they actually mean it? And if they're, if you're not equally willing to stop and have a conversation, if someone says something other than they're having a good day, then like, why are you asking them that? Um, and so, especially as a chaplain, I've been thinking a lot about how Jesus came to us and dwelled among us, even while we were still sinners, he made time and space for us to exist with us. And so that's the least that we can do is offer our presence with people. I can't always offer a silver bullet that's gonna fix everything, but mm -hmm. the least I can do, like I said earlier, being a big emotional, like empathetic person is just sit with people in their emotions and just meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. And it's like you said about the whole, you know, losing campaign thing, uh, who is going to process that mm -hmm. with you? And so it, it goes back to the Ecclesiastes sermon at Harris Creek where life is better. Sometimes it's harder to be in a community. It'd be easier to, you know, walk by people think, ah, they're, they're having an okay day, whatever, you know, move on. But um, that, that would be the easy thing to do. And so sometimes community is a hard thing to come by, but it's worth it. And in the end, it's more rewarding. And I feel like that's probably something you relate to a lot with your role as a leader of, of a life group as well. Yes, it makes me think of the adage, if you wanna go fast, go alone. If you wanna go far, go together. Mm -hmm. um, because that's ultimately what the adage of 
of life group is supposed to be and what church is. Church is like you're you're linking arms with people to go fight against the spiritual warfare that we see in the world. And so if you can't be there to pick each other up, you know, like what what are you there mm-hmm. for? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. And I, I think that's so good, Hunter. And I think it even speaks to what you want to do in the future. So even diving into that, what is what is your goal after college? Where are you headed next? Because it's just not too far away for you. Yeah, this is such a recent development, but for the longest time I thought I wanted to go to med school, but the Lord has put it on my heart to go to dental school instead. And um, I'm in the works processing being a pediatric dentist um, because I just feel like the Lord is calling me there so because I still get healthcare. I still get to work with kids and walk alongside them, but greater than anything, I get a work-life balance that allows me to be present to not just work, but to a family, to a church, anything that the Lord quite possibly could will for me um, to make my life not just be about work. Let's go. How did that How did that change come about? Was it something that you were you were ready for was something that you you were okay with or how did that how did that all come about yeah i have always just said i'm going to be pre-med until god changes my path and opens new doors (laughs) which is funny because i don't think i truly understood what that meant until it happened um but i'm a medical humanities major at baylor which means we process things like vocation and what does that mean and so um as i consider my future i think a lot about being called by god for something and your your vocation is different than your occupation and so I knew that I could do anything as an occupation but I wanted to be able to maximize the vocation that I exercise through my occupation if that makes sense that's a lot of like Asians but (laughs) (laughs) but I just believe that dentistry allows me to best exercise the vocation that is the great commission that we see I love that Hunter that dentistry is your ministry. I don't know if you've heard that. That's, no. that's the mic drop moment right there. I but in, in the last minute we have, I mean, we very well could have ended it after that. But I do want to get clarity on one thing. Of all the important things you've talked about today, what are your thoughts on cuffing jeans? Which is what you opened up with. I want to get your closing thoughts on that. Oh my gosh. Well, as we're getting into fall season, it's definitely time to get those high top leather boots on. And so, yeah, you have to cuff your jeans. I don't know, honestly, if I think everyone needs to, but for me, sometimes jeans don't always fit my size and so I have to roll them. And so (laughs) you will always see me with cuffed jeans, but I'm not going to be mad at you if you don't cuff them. But I think it would be cool if you did. Well, Carly Dill, if you're out there in California listening, (laughs) you have someone agreeing. And we appreciate you, Hunter, for sharing your insights into all these different things today and uh, showing our show some love as well with those little Easter eggs. So we really appreciate that. And uh, I think from the conversation today, we can all be a little bit better jugglers. Um, Until next time, this is Ben. This is Colin. See you all next week. See you next week.